Hey Maddie, do you know what time it is? Actually, Audrey, I think you know exactly what time it is. Alright, it's Tea Tea Time! A podcast where we talk about pretty much whatever. So, grab a hot drink, settle on in, maybe a snack, and let's get started. Okay. Okay, guys, hi! Hello again, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Hello, and welcome back to my channel. Like, comment, subscribe. Smash that like button. Just kidding. I don't think we do that. We don't have a like button. Yeah, we don't do that. We should. Guys, it is... So, it is Sunday, the day before finals week. It is 8.40 a.m. And we're here. And we're here. We said we have to make time for this because it's important. Yes. It's also, like, honestly, a little bit of a form of self-care for us. Just to hang out, chat, chat with you. It's great. It's fun. But today, just to get, like... Just to get our minds off of school and off of studying, we thought we'd just do, like, some random questions and sort of see where the episode goes. Mm-hmm. We're also in the midst of drinking Starbucks and eating some croissants, so... Yeah, I just kind of started chewing um, without mentioning that, so I'm sorry if you hate mouth noises. Yeah, um, that's exactly... That's I feel so like I always preface every episode with, I'm sorry if you hate mouth noises, <laughs> but I will be consuming something. I think it's definitely... There's this, Have we ever eaten... Well, we've recorded it before. I don't think so. This is a new level of bonding. Yeah, you guys. this is this is different. This right. is definitely different. This time, grab okay. yourself a snack and eat. And yeah, eat with us. grab yeah. yourself some breakfast. It's breakfast time. That's why we're eating. Yeah. Okay, let's okay. just dive in. Honestly, okay, just get the conversation rolling. Let's see. These are all very like non sequitur questions. Like they're very different. That's perfect. Um, so it's exactly what the people want. <laughs> Give the people what they want. <laughs> Weapon of choice. Are we doing that one? We I mean, can. No. I, Let's that's not really do that one. I was just like, wow, that's... Yeah, maybe not that one. No, perhaps. Um, Some of these are intense. Um, Favorite flower. Okay, I can do this. How do you feel about floral things? Here's my thing about flowers, is I always, I always like the ones that I have no idea what they're called. Mm. So if I had to pick one that I knew what it was called... I think I would say maybe irises. What does an iris look like? Hold on, I'm Googling. It's like kind of a, or maybe the water lily or the poppy. I like a lot. You would like a water lily. I do. I, I see that. Oh, yeah. interesting. They, yeah, they're kind of gorgeous. Your taste in flowers is very different from my taste in flowers. Yeah. I would never... Would you pick, like, a rose or something? I like roses. I like sunflowers. I like um, black-eyed Susans a lot. Mm, really yeah. love a good black-eyed Susan. Yeah. Um, that's a really aggressive name for it such is. a gentle flower. It is. Um, honeysuckle? Yeah. That's my favorite smelling flower. Interesting. Yeah, 100%. Interesting. And, you know, you can, like... So... Where I live, there's a bike path, and there's honeysuckle, like, everywhere and on the bike path. you can eat it? Yeah, and you can eat the oh, little sugary water good. part of the flower. Yeah, maybe I just like it because it's also a snack. Maybe. I just like Can't, things are, that you can eat. Are, are, are all flowers edible? Mm-mm. Not at all. Some of them are poisonous, I think. Probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I probably shouldn't advertise the fact that... So, guys, this is a PSA. Not all of them are edible. Don't eat Yeah, them. not every yellow flower that looks kind of tubular in shape and is a honeysuckle. smells good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, do not eat them. Bad news. My, my, the sad thing about flowers, right, is I love fresh flowers. I oh, absolutely oh, love too. them. 
However, uh, they die so quickly. Yeah. yeah, I was... When I did the Freshly Brewed concert, acapella group, Freshly Brewed, this is a plug. Please come see us. Um, when we did the concert, um, our mutual friend, Laura Alvin gave me a bouquet of flowers. A, it was her birthday. I was like, why mm-hmm. are you giving me things oh, on yeah, your I birthday? Oh, yeah, I saw those on your desk. Yes, but, like, I didn't have a vase big enough because it's, like, a full bouquet. Mm-hmm. And I just had to sit there and watch them dry out and die. Why didn't you get, like, a cup or something? Because it's too small. Like, it's a very large bouquet of flowers. Like, it's someone, tall. You should have texted in the group chat. Someone would have had some. It's just a lot. I know. I was tired. I get that. I get that. That's, like, mostly on me. But yeah. also... But yeah, I know there's a there's a subscription service, like mm. one of those monthly box mm-hmm. things where you get monthly mm-hmm. flowers. And I just think that would be so nice if I was in that point in my life, but I'm definitely not. As an extension of subscription flowers, one eight uh, no, I was about to say one eight hundred contacts. Oops. No. Edible arrangements. Oh How do we boy. Feel? I think they've sort of fallen off the train, but they're oh, st- but it's still such it was such a good idea while it was a good idea. Yeah, I think the idea of getting things sent, stuff like that, that's, like, very clearly gifty, mm-hmm. getting that sent to people is a very, like, 2000s idea. Yeah. Like, people don't really do that anymore. People yeah, do, like, really. designer stuff. Like, you know that one big fancy flower company that was all over Instagram in, like, 2015? No, actually. Okay. I have no idea I don't remember the, the, the name, but they would do these, like, really elaborate arrangements of like carnations and roses and peonies in like boxes and it wouldn't be vertical it would just be in the box oh box of flowers and it was really pretty but like that's the closest we get and that's like a very designer thing Hmm. yeah i think we should bring the edible arrangement back if you're into that because they had the mini ones and those Mm -hmm. were like a good size Although, the I mean, the same issue with that is that, like, you can't keep it for that long. But I really don't, I, I, I am not a fan of fake plants that are... Elaborate. Well, I just don't like to watch them get dusty because mm, every, a lot of true. the fake plants that I've seen, people just don't, like, if you have a fake plant, there's a, like, you do it's you have I, to treat it I like get the furniture. Im- yeah, I but I get the impression that if you have a fake plant, you don't want it to appear like you have a fake plant. Yeah. Right? So if your plant has 7 inches of dust on it, that's not the way real plants work. I don't think that's the way like Absolutely I mean not. some of my plants are dusty but I but I brush them off. Yeah. So that they can still photosynthesize. All your babies, all your children. Yeah, I've got a lot of plants. I um, wish I was good with plants. I just, I don't know what it is. I need to get a few more. I I don't need a few more, but I would love to get yeah. a few more. I can't take care of living things that can't ask me what it, to feed them. Yeah. And, like, articulate in some way what it needs. Like, dogs, animals, great, because they will just scream at you mm-hmm. until you feed them. Yeah. Or they will look sad. Plants don't do that. I just think I like watching the, them, like, grow. That's I know, so sweet I know. and wholesome. Wow. Ugh. Ugh. Such a... Disgusting. Ugh. I know. It's pretty, it's pretty gross. Mm. Do we need another one? Yeah. Let's see. There's there's one that just <coughs> says, have you ever been in love? Question mark. And then it says 40. I don't know what that Four means. 40 period. Explain. We're not going to. Um, no, absolutely not. The other one just says naked? Question mark. Not going to no, cover that. Not covering that as mm. well. Let's see, let's see, let's see. 
see. What time will you go to bed tonight? The night before finals. Finals Eve, if you will. Oh, my God. So, I don't know about you, but I have a final 8 a.m. tomorrow. Do you? What? You didn't tell me that. Oh, no. I From 8 to 10. I don't have any, like, finals I have to sit. I just have papers. Okay, I've got two finals I've got to sit for and one paper, and both of them are at 8 a.m. God. Let me tell you, I don't understand how people do that because I I was always like a pretty good test taker Mm -hmm. but like the idea of that much information being crammed into your noggin Mm -hmm. and you're not allowed to look back at any of it and you have to just sit yeah it's kind of unrealistic it is a little yeah it's freaky to me because like when I got to Butler it was like okay I can just write papers like it's it's mm-hmm. it's a different sort of thinking I guess mm-hmm. where it's just very analytical reasoning based and they're testing your ability to think right more than your ability to like memorize concepts and methods and things like that right well I like yeah it's an anatomy exam tomorrow so mm-hmm. it's like straight memorization so I just have yeah. to like try my best. You're going to do great. I You've been studying, so. guys. She's been studying this stuff for, like, months. Well, Not months. Just, I, like, really hard for a long time. I mean, I've been I've been to every class, so at that point, I don't know how much more I can do. Yeah. If you've, like, been to every class and, that's like, and like, study. Yeah, and that's such, like, a healthy mentality. Like, once you get to a certain point, you've done all you can do. Like, the information is not going to stay in your head if you are up till 4 a.m., Yes. For a week. I definitely rather get more sleep than study more. Yeah. Like, if you treat your body <coughs> well and Sorry, you've, yes. like, done the work and you've, like, studied enough to where, like, you're like, okay, this is my tipping point for mm-hmm. where it would, like, cross a line, then, like, you're probably going to do fine yeah. unless the professor has set it up to where it's unrealistic. Yeah. I think some people definitely get in the mindset where they're like, I need to stay up and study as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Screw sleep. I'm just, you yeah. know. Well, there's also the the super unhealthy aspect of, I don't know if this has been a thing for you, but I've always been, like, I've always run in circles of very academic people mm-hmm. and very academically competitive people. Mm. So all of my friends in high school and a lot of my friends here, and I think this is turning into just student culture at large, like, it's... A competition of who can treat themselves the worst mm. because it seems like they're therefore doing the most to like further themselves academically. Yeah. I feel like this this brings up actually an inter like competition mm-hmm. in education. Mm-hmm. I think is I think it's a good thing, but I also think it's a horrible thing. Like <clears throat> sorry, um in high school they in my high school they used to post the top five percent in like the common me. area um, for everyone to see, but even though, like, the school advertises that they don't rank, mm-hmm. which is complete crap, because everyone does, right, you kind of, Oh, like, my school really doesn't, or really didn't. Oh, well, our school PTA definitely Because moms did. got really up in arms, because it was off, like, a tenth of a percentage point mm. of GPA, and, like, mm. it's just wild. Anyway. Well, anyway, I went to my guidance counselor, and I was like, we need to take that down. Like, it's not... It's not doing anybody any favors. It's not a motivator. I don't know why it's up, like, in the first place. But I just think that, like, competition can, like, motivate people, but can also really, like, not is dampen, Mm -hmm. dampen the word that I want to use. 
dampen people's like abilities and confidence. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> when I think everyone is perfectly capable. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I I very much agree. Like I think there's a very fine line between having I think there is such a thing as healthy competition, but it crosses so easily into mm-hmm. unhealthy competition yeah. and then it spirals from there, <clears throat> which is like okay, well, would you rather people compete a little bit and you're walking that really fine line or would you rather just avoid the issue altogether? Mm-hmm. And I think America especially, not to get <laughs> about it, uh-huh. but, like, we're a capitalist society. We're built on competition. We raise our kids to yeah. want to be the best. Like, people complain about participation trophy culture but it's because everyone is so competitive by default yeah. that we need that stuff for kids <clears throat> to feel okay yeah like if we weren't so competitive people wouldn't care if they lost yeah. sometimes for little things as children i think we would all be a little bit more okay with failure yeah and failure is a productive thing if you make it productive you need to like be able to look at that and say like okay yeah. I mean, really, like, assess it. Because if it really is just, like, okay, I messed up, then you just messed up. Or, like, you know, like, yeah. sometimes there really isn't a lesson to be learned. And yeah. it's just, like, crap, you know? Well, yeah, like, stupid mistakes, stuff that you knew going yeah. in, but you just blanked on. Yeah, exactly. Or, like, that happens to everyone. But if it's something where you, like, genuinely didn't know a part of the situation mm-hmm. was going to be the way it was, mm-hmm. and it is going to be that way in the future, like, that's... A learning experience. Like, if you were great testing in high school and you get to college and your exams just, like, bomb, like, yeah. a little bit, then that's very okay. Like, that transition, like, that's that's growth because then you can say, well, why did it bomb? Like, mm-hmm. what, what went wrong? And then you can pinpoint that and improve on that. Right. And hopefully we've gotten to that point, seeing as we're yeah, past midterms and such. So. You would hope but, so. But, th- I mean, sometimes it takes a second for you yeah. to, like, find your groove. Well, sometimes weird things crop up. Yeah. Sometimes you're, you think you're okay, and then you're suddenly like, well, I don't know. I'll and then it's all. like, wow, I don't know how to study for this. Yeah. Sometimes certain yeah. classes will do that to you. Mm-hmm. Like, there have oh definitely, definitely been classes that I've taken that I'm like, I don't know how to study for yeah. this. What I normally do is not working. I need to find something else. And that's super frustrating. Yeah. And if you're writing papers and stuff, if you're, like, a humanities major like me, like, everything is so open-ended and people want different writing styles from you. And, you know, like, mm-hmm. I had an anthropology class my first semester here, and I would do really well everywhere else. And I would write papers the way I wrote papers mm-hmm. everywhere else for this class, and it would be, like, I'd be pulling 80s instead of 95s, and I was just very confused. Turns out she just wanted like me to actually physically quote things instead of paraphrasing and like just to be more straightforward Mm -hmm. which shook me to my core when you have to simplify (laughs) sometimes that's harder than getting more complicated yeah I think I think this is really off topic but I think that's one of the reason high reasons haikus are so (laughs) impactful is because you have to simplify it to fit dude setting barriers I could talk for hours on poetry and like what it does we can't get into that now but I think just, like, simplifying things yeah. sometimes makes you think a lot harder than yeah. complicated yeah. things. Well, I think that's why, like, things like study plans are so effective instead of just being like, I'm going to look over everything I've ever done this mm-hmm. semester. Being like, okay, I know that I did 
weirdly bad on these tests Mm -hmm. for these chapters. So I'm going to look at these tests. I'm going to see what I got wrong, and I'm going to match it up to the chapters and review that. Right. Like that... The barrier idea is so important. Mm-hmm. I think also there is such a thing as overstudying. Oh, definitely. I've definitely like gotten myself sometimes so worked up, like, I don't know this well enough. I don't know this well enough. Yeah. And then I'm just like in tears because I feel like I don't know anything, which in, when in fact, like, I'm probably fine. But I yeah. just like can't. Yeah. I think you're probably fine is a good, a good. It's a motto good, for finals week. Yeah, exactly. I think everyone's probably fine in, in all reality. And, like, of course you want to do well, yeah. right? Like, it's not it's not like you were. But, like, sometimes you just have to cut yourself a break and be like, yes, this is, this is fine. Like, under these circumstances, this is fine. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Okay, do we have another okay. question? This isn't on the list, but there is a question that just says California question mark, and it got me thinking, East Coast or West Coast? Hmm. Because I feel like people that answer various, like, people that have opinions on this are very clearly, like, you could guess. Right. Are we going to guess for each other? Are we? Should we? Oh, my gosh. Let's. Okay. Do you want me to guess for you or you want to guess for me first? I can guess for you. Okay. I would guess East Coast. I, mm. here's Wait. The- wait. Oh. Wait. Oh. West Coast, but, like, Northwest. From, like, San Francisco up. Yeah, that's probably accurate. I have never, like, spent enough time on the East Coast Mm -hmm. to know if I'd enjoy it that much. But I have spent time on the West Coast, and I know I do enjoy it much. Yeah, I enjoy both much. Yeah. I I think I'd pick about that same area. That I guessed for you. I know you're supposed to guess. No, yeah, I was definitely going to say, like, Seattle. Yeah. 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 I just, like, I don't know what it is. I swear up and down it's because I was born there and I've got some weird birth bond to it. Birth bond? I don't know. But, like, (laughs) I, like, the way things work there and the way things, like, move and the pace and the general mentality is so pleasant and I just love it so much. I don't know what it is. I've never been, so <gasps> I should go. Um, tea time vlog trip. <laughs> oh my god! Can you imagine us just That'd walking really around fun. Seattle with a microphone? That would oh, be really fun. I would have zero shame doing it too. Yeah, I'd probably. I'd be, be rocking really fun. up to the Space Needle like, "Hi guys, um, do hi you guys, wanna, do you have opinions?" <laughs> Do you have opinions about the Space Needle? What are what are your feelings on the Space Needle? Yeah, but yeah, no, I should go. There are so many places. Like the more I think about it, I mean, I've traveled a lot. I'd like to say so, but like, there are so many places in the U.S. that I have not been. Can you list for the people the the places you've been, or like the biggest places you've been, or your favorite places? Because you've been a lot of places. I have been. So, when I was younger, I I lived in Japan, and then during high school, I lived in France. And then my dad right now lives in Shanghai, so we visit him. And when I was young and we lived in Japan, we we went to, like, Malaysia, Philippines, Thailand, Oman, London. Um, where else did we go? Singapore. We went to Shanghai and China and Beijing, Australia. Um, let me think. None of the Koreas... Let me get further. Oh, and then in high school, I went on an art trip to Italy and Greece 
and I'm sure I'm missing places. But Holy crap, dude. <laughs> but you get the gist. My, I basically was, I grew up in an airport. Yeah, she's a globetrotting gal. Globetrotting. What does that mean? The, Ho- the Harlem Globetrotters? I mean, like, okay. Who are they, and what do they do? I think they're, like, the American exhibition team for basketball. Really? Like, they... Like the international they play for okay, we're gonna Google. Because I've always wondered Because I don't know how to explain it, because they're not an NBA team, they're not super competitive. It's like representation. Why am I in images? They just like travel the world? An expedition. Yeah, that, like exhibition. exhibition yeah, exhibition expedition. basketball team. They combine athleticism, theater, and comedy in their style of play. So yeah, it's like theater and comedy? Yeah, so it's, it's like, like an a, experience. Oh wow. Yeah. But they're from the U.S. <laughs> Their mascot is an anthropomorph- anthropomorphized globed- globe named, get this, Globy. <laughs> G-L-O-B-I-E. I-E, of course. Globy. I think that would be a, definitely an interesting thing to witness. Oh, my gosh. Witness. They're from Atlanta, you guys. Of course they're from Atlanta. Uh. What do you think is the most, like, American state? Not, like... In terms of patriotism. Just like the American spirit. Yeah, just like America. It might be Indiana. Really? Indiana is very like... Okay, as someone that's not from here and that is regionally from a different place, um, Indiana seems to really pride itself on the whole down-home, working class, Mm -hmm. I'm an American, I'm... Free, I earn my keep here. Mm-hmm. That whole thing, right? Um, I think because there is a lot of agriculture and there is a lot of like spread out population, right? It's not really an urbanized, cosmopolitan <clears throat> kind of place, mm-hmm. which is totally fine. I just think like the the Americanness of it is really like it can be kind of there right. sometimes. Like it's very present, right? I, as much as people would like to think so, I don't think Texas is where it's at. I don't think that's, like, I don't think it's representative of the country. Listen, they want to secede so bad all the time. Like, they're, (laughs) they are, Texas is its own world. Like, A, it's gigantic. B, every city is so different that, Mm -hmm. like, it might as well be in its own Mm -hmm. province of Texas. Like, Austin and Dallas, wildly different places. I haven't. I mean, I've never experienced both, right? So I can't compare. But yeah. did you know they're also on their own power grid? That's unsurprising like, to me. Like, from the rest of the country. They just want to be, like, their own place, which is cool or whatever. fine. But also... But also, this is the United States of America, bro? We had a whole civil war about this. <laughs> if you could just put it away, for the love of God. <laughs> It's been, what, 200 years? It's been years. At least two years. 250 years, dude? (laughs) How many years? How many centuries is it going to take, dude, for you to just let this go? You need to let it go. You need to drop it, make your peace with it, and be done. Speak your truth on it? Speak your truth on it? Walk away. Walk away. (laughs) One time I was babysitting this girl, and she had this package of M&Ms, and she was, like, small, so she, like, dumped them out on the table, and I was like, hey, like... How many M&Ms do you think are here? And, like, I expect her to count them or something, right? And she goes, well, at least three. 
(laughs) That's my favorite thing to do. Yeah. I was like, well, you're right. There are at least three. Have you ever walked into somewhere like a Bed Bath & Beyond and been like, huh, so many things here. There must be, like, at least ten. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, at least ten things. Or, like, when people say that, like, time has passed. Yeah, it's at least been two minutes. Yeah. I think I think that's one of those things where I, it's, it's, like I say it and I think it's hilarious. I think it's so funny, and then no one laughs. Yeah, and then I'm like, this yeah. didn't like yeah. it didn't land. Yeah, I, I think, <laughs> as someone that really like connects with people via humor, like mm-hmm. I have so many jokes that don't land just daily. Just yeah, like I have no shame at this point with things that I say that don't process with people. The mm-hmm. other thing is like I have so many weird references just stocked up in my brain mm-hmm. that sometimes <laughs> I'll say things and like people just it will it will not land because like they don't know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like three degrees of association Da Vinci coding my way through this joke because <laughs> yeah. like I'm like, well this is related to this and they like this person said something about the second thing. Yeah. This one time, and therefore it's funny for me yeah. to mention the person that said the thing. Yeah, yeah. No, I definitely do that. Like, I, I'm i the kind of person who I will push a joke as far as it can oh, go before I'm like, this is dead. Sweet Lord. I will do it when it's dead. I will beat the dead horse so, so many so times. Many times. Like, and it's, just, like, take it so far. And so we, we were at a, an improv show yesterday, the Butler God, I'm improv jealous. troupe thing. How was that? It was good. It was good. Yeah, um, and I, I just realized, like, in the middle of the show, I said, my entire life is an improv show for myself. Oh, me too. Like... Me too. I will take something and just exploit the hell out of it with for jokes. Yeah. Do you watch Whose Line Is It Anyway? Oh, yes, I do. Okay, friends, if you have not seen the show Whose Line Is It Anyway, there's you, an American version. Oh, my God. And a British ber- version. The British version is on Hulu. There's a lot of American episodes on YouTube. Um, it's an improv show. It is literally, like, their slogan was originally, like, where the everything's made up and the points don't matter or something yeah. like that but basically like everything is improvised there it's a bunch of improv games mm-hmm. so what's your favorite one favorite game favorite improv game from whose line um if you remember any if you don't i that's don't very remember chill. any to be honest but i feel like improv is something i like i love that so like just like being able to pull stuff from wherever and yeah. just like Completely going with it. And people have to go along with mm-hmm. what you're saying. It's they, a captive audience. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, they don't have a choice. Which, in some aspects, I love that. Because, <laughs> because then people like, can't just ignore me. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that sounds really aggressive, but... No, I think it's very fun. Like, I... Because I'm such a fan of dragging bits out in my day-to-day mm-hmm. life, mm-hmm. Far, far past their point of yeah. dying, like... We did, I was at a summer camp at one point, and we had, like, an improv game night where we uh-huh. just played improv games, and I was like, I'm in my element. Yeah. Like, I've never felt better. I've never done it before, but I would really oh, like to try. We should, like, pitch that to somebody, uh, like, a group of people. We should pitch that to, like, Alpha Kai. What? What? Pitch Improv. What? Improv night. That would be an so improv fun. night? That would be so fun. Yeah. Like, improv games, like, um, we could do props. Yes. Okay. Friends out here. Hey, we're both... 
part of a sorority. So, like, if yeah. I if we bring up Alpha Chi, Alpha Chi Omega, We're the house with all the columns down yeah. the street, it's great. Um, yeah, go Greek. Um, <laughs> but props is a game from Who's Line where it's a two teams of two, and they each get like a weird prop. So it could be like a pool noodle or it could just be like a sheet of plastic in the shape <laughs> of like a blob. And like each team takes turns coming up with like a short bit using the prop. That would be so fun. Yeah, so the pool noodle could hold it up like a sword and knight someone. Yeah. The, could, I mean, you could do whatever. Yeah, you, you could do wanted. whatever you want to do. But like I just think improv is underrated. And that's, it, it honestly is. That's that on that. I've been thinking about it a lot, especially, like, comedy in general. Oh, definitely. Like, I, the minute I turn 21, I really think I want to go to a comedy, comedy club. club. I've, when I toured Indiana University, there's a comedy club there that's, mm-hmm. like, apparently kind of a big deal. And, like, I, there was a show of someone I v- vaguely knew the night of my tour or the night after my Who tour. was it? Too? I don't even remember. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I saw him on Netflix or something. Yeah. Was it Jim Gaffigan? It might have been. Because I he's from Indy. I think it might have been Jim Gaffigan. Yeah. I love him. He I does love this him. voice all the time. Yeah. It's, guys, in comedy, I really think it's all about the freaking delivery. Oh, it so is. Timing and delivery. Yeah. Timing, everything. it literally is everything. You could have the not, not a funny joke, mm-hmm. but like when you say it a certain way, it suddenly becomes a funny joke. Oh, yeah. And I think that's incredible. Definitely. Like, just how that can, like, change stuff. Yeah. But, yeah. Like, John Mulaney's delivery. Oh. Oh, we could do a whole episode on Jonathan Mulaney. Yeah, we could. But, like, the way that he says things is so... And, like, everyone's like, that's John Mulaney. Like, he's created a brand for himself, which I think is really cool. Yeah. It's just 30s newscaster. Yeah, a little. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, love him. He's so funny. Okay. One last question? Yeah, sure. Hmm... Gotta pick a goodie. Okay, are we gonna do deep or are we gonna do stupid? Whichever. I don't mind. Mm, Well, okay. Something engaging. Something engaging. I have a question for you, seeing as this is about finals and studying, and I. You're a fan of stationery. Oh. So let's chat about stationery. I don't know if you guys are. Like office supplies. Yeah. I don't know if this is, like, a really niche thing. I have a feeling it's really not as niche as I, I made it out it to be is. in my head. Yeah. Because I'm always like, oh, I love stationery. And then everyone is like, we know, us too. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, you guys, cool. Let's go to Paper Source together. Yeah. Um, you, what, what's the question? Favorite, favorite brand? Favorite, favorite thing to buy okay. in the stationery world? So, 100%. Oh, actually, no, not 100%. Okay, I love, like, hands down, Japan makes the best stationery. There's, like, no question about it, Japan. I really can't argue with that. Um, And there's this giant stationery store in Japan, and I can't remember what it's called. Dang it. Okay, anyway, well, it's massive, right? (laughs) And they've got a wall of pens. Oh, oh, Mm -hmm. I like that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to put a wall of pens in my house. Yeah. That'd be dope, actually. Wait. It's crazy cool and I I just love pens and then but at one point I was carrying around like five black pens and I said this is not that happened to me too yeah I had to cut down yeah I was like this isn't right but you definitely like get attached 
to oh, certain things. Do you do the thing? Okay, I don't know if you guys watch the YouTuber um, Garrett Watts, but um, there's a video that this man did on cleaning his space, and he's like, he was basically like a hoarder. This man, very very sweet man all <laughs> around it seems, but he hoards a lot of things, and his explanation for it was like. Well, everything I have has a personality attached to it. Oh, it's true. Not in like a weird, like they talk to me kind of way. Just like I feel like everything that I own is its own little personified object. Yeah, I get really attached to stupid things. Me too. In high school, I froze a racquetball with liquid nitrogen (laughs) and broke it with a hammer. And I still have one of the pieces because I just liked it a lot and still have it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I am such, like, a... I, I think I personify objects a lot. Like, I'm very, like, well, like, I don't want to. I might hurt its feelings. Really? You know, like, you know when you were a kid and you had stuffed animals? I got were, that like, way with stuffed animals. you had to put them all animals. on your bed because you didn't want any of them to feel left out? Yeah. Like, I still feel that way about a lot of my things. Yeah. I got that way with stuffed animals, but I did not get that way with, like, things that didn't resemble... Yeah living things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's not like an active feeling so much as just me being like, well, like, uh, I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to pick favorites. I've just gotten really conscious about like what, also like what I throw away. Right. Yeah. So I think that's why I'm not a hoarder, but I do have a difficult time getting rid of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't have an abundance of things. No, you really don't. Um, I'm always so impressed. It's just like certain things I really like, I just have an issue throwing things away. Yeah, no, I I used to be like that. I read Marie Kondo's book, mm-hmm. The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. Ah, uh, read that. Um, yes, there are free ebooks and PDFs online if you don't want to pay money. So good. Um, Change yes. your life. Life-changing, transcendental. Literally life-changing because the way she described it was, like, if you don't touch it and immediately feel like, I want to keep this forever, yeah. like throw it away. Yeah. Because you really, really don't need as much as you think you need. And that was like life changing for me because I'm still not a minimalist by any means, but like every time I would go through my stuff to clean things out, I would always hold on to it so yeah. much yeah. because I'd feel bad throwing stuff away yes. where it was like, well, I don't hate this. Yeah. Yeah. And I just felt bad throwing things away. That's exactly it. Like, yeah. And it's not, it's not like, I mean, the things don't have feelings, right? I just, for some reason... It, I mean, that's exactly it. Like, I'm like, like I you feel, feel bad. guilty. Yeah. Like, because it, it is almost like, mm-hmm. and I'm hurting its feelings, even though you know it doesn't have yeah. feelings. So, like, it's really difficult. And that, that whole, like, if you don't immediately touch it and feel like joy from it mm-hmm. and don't feel like, well, like, I'd be so sad if I got yeah. rid of this. Like, I would miss it yeah. actively. Then, like, get rid of it. That was so good for yeah. me because I. It forces you to not think. Yeah. Yeah. Because you only hold on to the thing for like a second. Right. And then you're done with it or yeah. you, you put it in the other pile for keeping. So like that was amazing. Yeah. I've recently like been trying to buy things only that I really, really like. Me too. That's which, another thing. Which is surprisingly hard. It's very hard just because I, I don't know about you, I'm very like stress sharper retail therapy and I hate it (laughs) like I wish I was not but I just love things and stationery feeds into that where I'm like because everything's so little so you're like I can Mm -hmm. buy 20 yeah there'll be room yeah and this year like I used I went through my house and I was like what notebooks have I not used Mm -hmm. that are not finished right yeah 
And so I, I brought a, those, a lot of those back to school. But even finishing notebooks, I struggle with. It's so hard. With. It's so hard. That's... I'm like, then I have to throw away the notebook. Yeah. Are you, are you a journaler? Have we discussed this? I, so I used to be like a really emotional journaler mm-hmm. where I would only do it when I was like upset or sad. Um, but I have a, <clears throat> sorry, a five-year memory book. Mm. And yes. it's like you write yes. like maybe two sentences every day, um, and then you move on to the next day. And yeah. I, I find that really like an easy way to journal without journaling mm. in quotes. I'm doing the quote thing with my fingers right now. She is indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I like, I've gotten to the point where I have a single Moleskine notebook that I just put everything in because, mm. like, I've realized that the reason I don't finish notebooks is because I subcategorize everything too much. Like, really? I subdivide all my topics of mm, writing. Gotcha. So I'll be like, well, this one's for creative writing, and this one's for personal journaling, and this one's just for, like, stupid lists that I make, and this one's for drawing. But, like, if I put that all in one notebook, yeah. I'll actually fill up a notebook. But then here's the thing. Like, when that notebook is full, do you keep it? Mm-hmm. You do? Yeah. So, like, most of the stuff that I put in this notebook that I write in, like is just, like, personal life experience stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of just, like, I have feelings Mm -hmm. now in writing, which is cool. And the the thing about notebooks is, again, they're small. So, like, that's the one souvenir I really don't feel much guilt in keeping because I think they're they're little. There's an allotted space for them on Mm -hmm. a bookshelf. Like, Mm -hmm. they're nice to look at. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I think it's fun. Yeah. As a... As a sciencey major person, I have run into the issue of like getting rid of notebooks that I've taken notes in because then I'm like, what if I need these notes later? Like yeah. my Gen Chem notebooks, I it took me a really long time to be like, okay, you need to get rid of these mm-hmm. now because I'm not looking back at them realistically, right? Yeah. And like as much as I like to think that my little brother will want them, he does not want them at yeah. all. Yeah, that's the kind of thing that makes me want to digitize my notes, but I'm just... I'm I'm in this, I'm exact, I'm right at the cusp of getting like some sort of iPad to me take too. notes with. Me too. I was looking at um, the iPad with the Apple Pencil because oh, the new that's iPad... that's exactly what I've been looking at. The new iPad and I think the new iPad Mini, they now work with the Apple Pencil. Yeah. It's like $300, $400 collectively for all of it, I think. Yeah. If you get the smallest storage one and I don't need a ton of storage yeah. on this. So, like, I was like, yeah. Here's like, the thing, though. Like, if I get that, like, I've committed. Yeah. Right? Like, I, I cannot buy another notebook. Which would be so sad. Which would be so sad because I love them so much. That's how I feel about e-readers, too. I don't mess with e-readers. That's one thing that I am okay with paper is books because I, I just love that's, the paper That's how I feel, thing. too. Like, I, I love paper books. The other, that going into, the, like, the reason I haven't invested in, like, an iPad is I don't want to stare at a screen my whole day. Yeah. That, which is why yeah. I love print books, especially as an English major, because yeah. I read so much. Yeah. I don't know. In, in classes like organic chemistry, I feel like an iPad sort of note-taking would be extremely useful. Oh, right? yeah. And I like definitely agree. Biology and things yeah. like that. Um, and because I'm still writing it down. That's the appeal for me of the notebook. Is You're I still physically write writing. Right? Yeah, definitely. But I can feel better about the environment. Yeah, that's the other thing is sustainability. I think yeah. I think that's a real. I think we we need to 
factor that into more of things that yeah, that's true. institutions But a lot do. of paper is recyclable. A lot of notebook paper, yeah. if you take the plastic cover off, and even the plastic cover sometimes, it is yeah. recyclable. It's just like, but then it's like it's getting still rid something of that. there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like the amount of people, like, the, guys, please, for the love of God, recycle. I was talking to someone the other day, and he was like, no, I don't. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I will drive to wherever you are and pick up your recycling. Like, just please do it. Yeah. Like, it's such a small thing. Anyway, back to the notebook thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my issue then is just, like, getting rid of it. Yeah. Like, because I just Absolutely. have that sort of, like, need for it later. Yeah. Like, what if I need this later? Yeah. Always that was me with thought. my French notebooks. Yeah. Because I was like, well, I've got all these vocabulary lists and grammar summaries, and I kept my French notebooks and work quite literally from when I started in sixth grade through senior year of high school. Wow. And I had, like, seven years of French stuff because I was like, well, what if I need to review it? Yeah. And then I put it in a drawer, and I promptly forgot about yeah. it every time I got it. So, like, yeah. then I was like, well, I haven't looked at this yeah. once. So Ma, I've never taken a French class that's been so structured that I can take notes. Really? Like, good notes in it. Well, the thing is, I never took notes. I would get worksheets. Oh, Like, yeah. grammar worksheets yeah, and no. things like that. We, like, were just talked at and then got a worksheet about it. And I was mm. like, well, I don't have, like, that sort of formulaic, no. this is how you form this verb sort of note That's thing. That's stressful. Yeah, it was a little stressful. That's kind of crazy to me. Language you know. learning, this is a very off topic, but, like, yeah. language learning, buck wild to me because there are so many different people that learns such different ways how to speak a language. And I've really found that out here, like, in classes here, Mm -hmm. because everyone's on a different level. It's, yeah, I've, this is, this this could go on for another Yeah, this could go on for another hour. What what time are we at? We're at 41 minutes and 59 seconds, about to be 42. Welcome to the 42nd minute. Welcome to the 42nd minute, if you've made it this far. You guys can listen to these on your drives home. Yeah, that's true. Planes and things. Yeah, I've had a couple people tell me that they listen on their drives and their planes. Oh, that makes me so happy. Yeah, I know. I'm like, you guys, that's so kind. That is so kind. I hope you guys are liking these so far. What, What were we talking about? Language learning? Yeah, language learning. I just think, like, there are some... It, I don't want to, like, sound like I'm talking down to anyone because I'm really, really not. Uh-huh. But, like, there are some people where I'm like, I wish you had had better teaching. Yeah. Because I can tell you would be able to speak so well had yeah. you gotten the resources you needed. Yeah. And, like, it breaks my heart because I'm like, you, you're trying so hard. Mm-hmm. And you deserve better. Yeah. I think also it's difficult because in certain classes... There, there is such a wide range of oh, definitely. kinds of people, yeah. right, and, like, different levels that people are at. But with that, you, like, the professor has to make a decision. They're like, okay, do I cater to, like, what do I do? Yeah, like, and that's in terms true for every class. Because I, like, I'm at that point in my language learning where I need to be pushed and challenged. Me too. I'm not going to get Me better, too. right? Um, and... Like, some classes just, like, don't do it for me. Yeah. And, and like, I need to do something. Like, I just, I just, like, this year I've felt myself not getting worse, right, but, like, not improving. Deteriorating a little bit. A little bit, is yeah. Is how it feels to me. And I don't know if you guys have experienced this in other classes, but I for sure have in, like, science classes where people are really just, like, not grasping things. Or math classes where some people are really behind and other people just get it mm-hmm. and are way ahead. Or... 
music things where people have had like private lessons and mm-hmm. other people have never touched the instrument. Like, yeah. I just think it's so hard to cater from an education standpoint to so many people of such diverse backgrounds mm-hmm. and ability levels, progress levels. Mm-hmm. Like, and that makes it hard. Yeah, it's like tough. in college, especially where you're like, well, you've had a completely different educational experience from everyone in this class. Mm-hmm. It's all unique. How do I mesh that into a single yeah. cohesive curriculum? So yeah. props to professors. Yeah, honestly. Claps, guys. You, yeah. Yes, absolutely true. And I think that, like, everyone has been on both sides of that spectrum. Definitely. Everyone's been Definitely. on the, wow, this is way too easy for me, and the, wow, what the hell, this yeah. is way too hard That was, like, every math class side. I was in in high school. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> it's just definitely, like, it's always... Yeah, it's insane. It's always been like, yeah. We started at stationary. We got to education and pedagogy. <laughs> um, and on that note, I think it's call it. I think it's time to call it just because people have to go study for finals. Yep, I have to go study for finals. I also have to go study for finals, but <laughs> I will say you're going to kill it you're if you've already great. had exams by the time this comes out. I'm sure you did phenomenally, and if you didn't, it's always a learning experience. Um, we believe in you. We're proud yes. of you already. We're so proud. Guys, you made it through the entire semester. Like, there are definitely points where I'm sure you thought I'm dropping. Yeah. <laughs> you have survived 100% of your worst days. You've made it through 100% of your best days. You have a 100% record of surviving your whole life. So yes. congrats on that. You will make it through. You are going home whether you fail your finals or not. Yes. So there's that to look forward to. Yes. But also, like... Also... Study. Do, study. Yeah. Study and sleep and eat, please. Please sleep and please eat. Yes. Like, that's something, like, don't study, neglect sleep, yourself. Study, sleep, bathe, eat. Yes. Bathe. Yes. Okay. Please. For the for everyone. And on that note. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, guys. Goodbye. <laughs> See ya. See you later.